the devil working behind the scenes. What does this mean? What does this mean when I say the devil working behind the scenes? Sometimes, yes, sometimes our suffering is not related to anything we have done. And Job is a perfect example of this. Sometimes God shakes us up to make us better. So follow me through this. So let's turn to um, Job uh, 1.8. Before I do that, before I read Job 1.8, let me have a raise of hands. Let me see who here is going through some personal struggle right now. And this personal struggle could be finances, career, family, children, health, mental health, addiction, anything. Who's going through some personal struggle right now? Exactly. Now, I, I want you all to turn to your neighbor next to you on both sides and say, you've been deceived. You've been deceived. You've been deceived. You have been deceived. So let's break down what I mean by that. You have been deceived. And let's start changing thought patterns and processes going forward in our life to break that pattern. So um, let's turn now to our Bibles to Job 1.8. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man? One that feareth God and dismisses evil. This is God's identification of Job. So why would God allow the devil to wreak havoc into Job's life? Is it because God's cruel? No. Is it because God's got a sixth sense of humor? No. Is it because God was bored that day and had nobody else to pick on? No. Is it because God wanted better for Job? Ooh, I just let the cat out of the bag. God wanted better for Job. Yes. And so let me explain what I mean by that because somebody going through a personal, we're all going through it. You're all going through it. You all raised your hands. So you're thinking, if this is God doing this to me, this is some sick you know why would he you do this to me if he loved me and if i was a child of child of his and and i obey him and i do this listen on and you'll understand hopefully by the end of this what's going on behind the scenes so like right now we're in this big old spiritual age so everything's new age everything's spiritual everything's mediumship everything's tarot reading um that trust me next segment my next session, you do not want to miss it because it's a good one. And it is on that topic and it's the hell that that will wreak in your life when you do that. And I defended it for years. And let me explain, my life went through hell because of it. So you do not want to mix next week's sermon. Moving on. So let's go back to Job and let's go back to why God allowed the devil to take everything from Job. So if y'all know the story of Job in the Bible, some believe he's a real character in real life back in the day. Some believe it's a parable. As history and philosophers have unfolded, there's too much personal information on Job for him to be a parable. But that's for you to decide. I'm using him. I believe he's a real character. I believe he was really alive. That's for you to decide. It's not the point. I'm using his real life or parable for this for this um, sermon today and it'll make sense so Job Job being God's righteous man right from God's own words put him through hell so why would he do that so 
the devil's thinking I'm going to break Job. I'm going to get him in my cage. He's going to live in my world. And I am going to get him to not go to the kingdom of heaven. Because that's the battle, people. Who's going to go into the kingdom of heaven? And who's going to go and live in hell? People think that, oh, because I've done so many good things, I'm going to go to heaven. This is going to change your mind. So moving forward, let's turn to Job 1.8. Job 1.8 says, And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and dismisses evil? Now, and I know I read that, but you need to sink in. That's God saying, this is my man. Yeah, go mess with him. So Job, not knowing what's going on, happy, wealthy, you know, going, goes to bed, lays his head down as a pillow, falls asleep next to his wife, kids are sound asleep and cattle's in the field it's all it's all a beautiful night's sleep he wakes up has his breakfast has his coffee goes out to start his day and all of a sudden a servant comes running through the field master master all your cattle have been taken by so-and-so like what so before he can even process that another servant comes running through the field master master so-and-so took all your camel oh he's thinking what in the world is going on before he can even process that another servant comes rolling through that his oxen have been taken like he is thinking what in the world is going on before he can even give any orders direction or thought process to that at all another servant comes running through says master your children were dining and having wine with their friends in so-and-so's house and strong winds came from the north south east and west and just destroyed this house i'm sorry to tell you your family has all died in this house. Now Job is like, what the heck is going on? So he he dismisses his servants so he can process and digest this, goes checks his fields, you know, yep, everything's gone, goes to the house, his family has all passed away. He is like, what in the world? So what does he do? He He bows his head and he's like, Jesus, you know, let's turn to Job 1, 20 and 21. And then he said, then Job arose and, and rent his mantle and shaved his head, fell upon the ground and worshiped and said, Nate, Lord, naked came I out of my mother's womb. Naked shall I return thither. And the Lord gave it, the Lord gave it, the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So he doesn't get angry. I know I would. I know half the people in Harewood, we were like, what did I do to deserve this? This is my family. This is my livestock. I mean, his, all his, his whole identity was washed away in a matter of minutes. Title of a father, title of a husband, title of a business owner, title of pillar of society of his little community, gone. Because, you know, so he, he gets down and he says, well, Lord, you gave it to me. You took it away. You know, I do and he's brokenhearted and he's distraught and you know days go by and his friends are you know he goes to his friends and he's he's has this conversation of doubt with his friends so he doubted like I don't know what I did and his friends are like well you must have done something pretty bad and sinful for the Lord to like really destroy you and attack you like this and Job is like no I didn't so that got Joe like a little angry that his friends are now doubting him like doubting his integrity and his character so Job goes home and he writes this plethora list of all the good de deeds he's done over the years. 
And he takes it to his friends. He's like, no, look it. I've done this, 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 and this, and this. And his friends are like, man, I'm not buying it. There's no way you did not do something sinful. And that's what we think today. When something bad happens to somebody, we think they've done some heinous crime that God is punishing for. This story should tell you it's not always so. It is so, but it's not always so. Not Everything is not always as it appears. So, listen on. So, now his friends are still doubting him. So now he, he gets on his knees and he prays to God. He's like, God, look it. Here is my list. I am your faithful servant. What, what are you doing to me? He's still not getting angry. And there's two words he is not using. Now, he gives his good deeds and he says, yes. I know my kids are sinful, but I, I make up for that on Sunday and I do this. So I, I've done good deeds. And what does what does the uh, the Bible say about the good deeds? What does it what does the Bible say? Ephesians two for by grace Ephesians two eight and nine, sorry. For by grace are ye saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, Ephesians 9, 2, 9. Not of works, lest any man should boast. So God says this back to Job, like Job wasn't getting it. Job was thinking, I've done all these good things. Why are you doing, why did you take my family and my livelihood? Why did you take my life away, my identity? God says, Job, you've never said you had faith in me. You never said you trusted me. You never walked with me. All that you had, you gave yourself. It did not come from me. I need you to I need you to believe in me and have faith in me and walk with me. And what you've lost, I can give you double fold. Job gets it. You know, Job goes home, he ponders this for a bit, and he's just like and he gets angry. Now he's angry. And he's, you know, screaming at God, which I would have done from the get go, but he's screaming at God like and, and and that's when he gets it. And then he says, and he falls to his knees. And Job 42, 5 and 6 says, Job says, God, I have heard of thee by the hearing of my ear. But now, but now my eye seeth. He gets it. He gets that he was a self-made righteous man. He feared God, but God didn't direct his day. God didn't direct his path. So that's where he was misaligned. Like Noah, Noah was fully righteous and God directed his day all day long. Job was righteous, but he directed his day. He falls to the knees and he puts his face where Job 42, 6 says, Wherefore I abhor myself. Now he is so angry at himself and he and he repents and he puts his face into the dust and the ashes and he says, God, please forgive me for I, I didn't realize what I was doing. So he gets it and he gets it by saying, but now my eye seeth. In the Bible it says, when your eye seeth the whole, you seeth the whole world, your eye he was connected with God at that point. His faith grew stronger at that point. Faith is the huge word I'm hearing because now the devil's like, oh. Job became stronger with God. And what does it say? 
you know, John 14, 6, what does it say? I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Job was doing all the right things, but would not have gotten into, into the heavenly kingdom. Would not have. Not by his works. And I know a lot of Catholics and a lot of Christians out there are saying, you know, you will get into the heaven by doing good works and doing good deeds. And the Bible clearly tells you, whatever version of Bible I do, the King James tells you clearly that is not how you get into heaven so job's life as impeccable as it was was not walking with god's faith he was walking with the world's faith and feared god and and repent you know did good works so that's what i need you to take away from this and now here's another huge because a lot of us are dealing with um unforeseen struggles so this is and the devil's very, very powerful, and the devil's very, very deceitful. So I need you all to sit now, right now, and just repeat after me because we're gonna—I'm gonna close with this. Um, you know, basically um, understanding that just because you're going through something horrible right now, it doesn't mean you've—you've you've done something horrible to get punished. It means God's shaking you up to make you stronger, to make you, hey, hey. I chose you to get into the kingdom of heaven. I chose you. Please follow me. Don't follow the world. I have better for you over here. Don't follow the devil's deceit. Which is why I said earlier, you've been deceived and you've been deceived. Don't follow the devil's deceit. Don't fall prey to the struggle you're dealing with. And don't think that God's against you. He's Give it to him. He's working with you. He wants you to work with him faith in him believe in him trust in him so now here's how um you can take your power back from a you know a situation that you're in and i need you to you know understand this over and over again so now i need you to sit there and just say devil repeat after me devil you have no hold over me you have no hold over my family you have you are not prosperous in my life ever again from this moment going forward and i need you to list your struggles you're going through and if there's more than one list them you know to say you are you have no, you are not prosperous in my finances anymore you are not prosperous in tearing my family apart anymore you are not prosperous in and putting me in poverty anymore you are not prosperous in and taking my career anymore you are not prosperous in keeping me dumbed down you are not prosperous in keeping me addicted you are not prosperous in keeping me hated you are not prosperous in disrespecting me you are not prosperous in list it list it list it in my health in my wealth in my finances in my career in my family you are not prosperous in my whole my home anywhere around me any avenue you have that's coming to me I shut that door you are no longer welcome and I shut the windows I shut every avenue for you to get to me my family my home my animals my property I shut every avenue from this moment going forward you are no longer prosperous in my life, my family's life, my children's life, my kids' life, my husband's life, my wife's life, whatever it is. You are no longer prosperous. And I need you to say that. And it is, and this is, this is handled by the power of God. This is said to you by the power of God. God runs my life. The devil has no more control over it. And it is so. On that note, I will see you next time.
If you believe your worth and a weight of gold, you will be, <clears throat> you'll understand that the holiest, the, the highest spiritually evolved person won't seek out psychics or mediums. You want to know why? They're going to seek God. They're going to seek, they're going to go into prayer. They're going to go into meditation. They're going to ask themselves, which is their God, which is God giving you the answers. They're going to go right to the ultimate source. God, I wasn't going to the ultimate source. I was going to, I read every book on spirituality. I, I studied under all the major gurus. I thought I was doing the right thing, but I never felt comfortable. I never felt that it fit for me. I, I always knew there was something missing. Of course there was. God, never even, never even, because I thought I'm praying, I'm protecting myself. Oh, good. Never put my face in the Bible. Never aligned anything I was doing with God. Never once did I bring any of my client's souls to God. I failed. I failed. I, I taught them how to believe in themselves. I didn't teach them about God. So... <clears throat> When the Bible says that you don't know who you're speaking to, when you're speaking, when you're seeking out a psychic, you're seeking out a medium, the Bible clearly states you don't know who you're speaking to. You do not know what spirit you are speaking to. And that's true. They would come to me um, as the person that I needed, my client needed to speak to, or family members to help guide them to their future. I, to this day, don't know who I was speaking to. They came under the guise and disguise as their loved ones. Were they? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So, for years, like I said, that's what I I was here to do was to teach people how to trust in themselves and believe in themselves and open themselves up to receive their own answers. I was building my foundation wrong, totally wrong. Um, let's go off to, uh, there, there's two. There's two um, <clears throat> other Bible verses, and that's 2 Kings 21.6 and 2 Chronicles 33.6. Both of these speak of the king's at their ceremonies using enchantments and witchcraft and, and familiar spirits with wizards. And they brought in the evil spirits in the sight of the Lord, which provoked anger in the Lord. And we all know what he did to the kings. He destroyed them. So he, he lets us have our free will. Basically, he lets us have our, our you know, put us, give us our rope and let's see how long it takes to hang ourselves. Let's see how long. And that's metaphysically not literally um when you want to do that i mean the devil comes in with all his friends he just doesn't come in with depression he comes in with his whole gang of depression anxiety and fear and lack and and poverty and hate and anger and and confusion and and judgment and and hate and uh and jealousy he comes in with his whole gang and what's the and what's the final member that he brings in suicide because that's the devil's ultimate goal, is to kill us. 
Because when he kills us, well, that's one less person he has to worry about going over to, going over to the kingdom of heaven. One less person he has to worry about going over into God's playground. One less person that God gets. That one less person that can be happy. So, so 2 Kings 21-6 and 2 Chronicles 33-6 both speak of, um, you know, the higher-ups, the kings of the these towns and bringing in the witchcraft. Now, if you want to understand, kings, I mean, anybody that's highly spiritually evolved from, will not ever seek out a psychic or a medium. And I thought that I needed to bring them in to bring people up to a higher level so that they can understand what's going on in their life. Spirituality, um, it's such a weird word for me. I'm not really, I don't really like it anymore. I can't stand the word tarot. I can't, and I never read tarot cards. I mean, 30 years ago, I put them away. I would just read people. Um, so I didn't, I didn't, like, I still have no desire for a tarot card, tarot card reader, tarot, anything. I think they are the devil's tool. And if actually you really want to know the history of a tarot card, tarot cards actually started um, overseas as playing cards. So we over in the West have turned them into a, um, not, I'll say a divinity tool. So, um. So those are, that's, you know, and a lot of people, will, tarot readers will argue that, well, do your research on it. They were made as a playing, a, a deck of cards for husbands were at work, the wives went and played card and had teas and, and crumpets. That's what they were. So, um, going off to, um, in, in closing, I'm going to go, Psalm 119.67 states that, um, before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now I have kept thy word. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. Now that I can relate to that because before I was afflicted, and I, and I have been God fearing my entire life, not very religious, not very. I I thought I was very spiritual. I don't even like that word anymore. But I was always God fearing. I never eliminated God from my life. But I I what I realize now is I didn't put Him forefront in my life. So. That caused the devil to come in, shake, rattle, and roll me. However, it made me stronger. It made me realize how I am to preach. How valuable that information, what valuable, that, what valuable information that gave me to help you, guide you, teach you, and heal you. Powerful stuff. So, before I was afflicted, um, I, I went astray. I did. I went astray. I thought I was doing right. Doing the readings and aligning people and helping them understand. And I actually went astray. I was in the devil's sandbox. But now that I know, I'm back. And Psalm 119, that was, six, that was Psalm 119.67. So let's go to Psalm 119.68. Um, let me just turn to that real quick here. Give me a second. I had it marked off, but I obviously. Psalm 
So, Psalm 1867, before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I have kept thy word. Now I have kept thy word. Now I have kept thy word. I came back to it. I realized the mistakes I had made by opening the doors to the unknown spirits that I had no idea who I was talking to. And I asked God for forgiveness. Um, I still haven't stopped asking God for forgiveness. And I know I only have to ask once. But I felt, I feel, like I betrayed him. And I betrayed myself by allowing that. By being in such a a weak spot in my life that somebody saw that. This person was supposed to be well-intentioned and my friend and opened these doors with pure evil intent in a hindsight point of view. But let's go on to 119.68. Thou art good and doest good. Teach me thy statues. 69. The proud have forged a lie against me, but I will keep thy precepts with my whole heart. Only, there's two sandboxes to play in. The devils or God's. And when you're playing in the devils, he's going to keep deceiving you. He's going to keep you stressed. He's going to bring all his buddies. He's going to bring stress and chaos and anxiety and depression and fear and unhappiness and and poor health and um, headaches and migraines and, and this and that. He's going to bring that. That's his, that's his purpose, to destroy you. To keep you as far away from God and thinking clearly as he possibly can. That's his purpose. So, my purpose is to get you back to your purpose. Being happy. Being full of joy. Being stress-free. I want to go on. I want, I want to touch on one more Bible verse. Matthew 7, 1 states, Judge not that ye be judged. Because a lot of mediums, psychics, are going to use that judge not. New Testament, judge not lest you be judged. We're not judging you. We're, and I'm not judging you. I am, what I am doing is giving you God's wisdom to make a more informed decision. When you come to that door and the devil's knocking and says, you know, you just lost your job and then so there's the devil knocking on the door. He's wiping that challenge away from you. And so what you need to be doing is, is seeking God. God. Okay, you took this job from me. That means you have something better for me. Show me. Don't knock on that. Don't let that door knock. And don't let the devil, don't go, in the, go answer it. And the devil says, come to the psychic reader. She'll tell you where your career is. Because how many have gone to one and three months later, two months later, yeah, they're good. And I was good. But you're, you don't listen to what they said, for one. So you, didn't, you missed the opportunity of that job for two. Now, you're you're full of more doubt, more dis, more disillusion, more unclarity, and you're actually worse than what you started off with. How many can feel that? Well, that's the devil got his hold. He's in. You open the door and he's in. Now he can make all kinds of of chaos in your life. So I'm giving you. I'm not judging. Go knock yourself out. Go. But now that you have information and God's knowledge, make a better decision. Sit and pray. Let him answer you. Sit and pray. So, in closing, what I'm going to do is um, I am going to um, do a deliverance. So, for those that have gone to one and they can feel some 
and, and, and if you've gone to one, you've gotten to the point where um, you're not seeking out God. You're seeking out other answers from other spirits. So if you've gotten to the point where you feel you need to go to one, um, the devil has already knocked on your door. So um, what I want to do is, for those that want to stay, can stay, and just repeat after me if you're, if you're online. Just repeat after me because I'm going to do a, a little deliverance, remove the curses, uh, the defiled spirits, um, administer a healing to take the devil's, Satan's, and his minions stronghold over you, and you take your power back. So just simply repeat after me. Satan, you have no power over me. I will no, I will no longer allow you to have any stronghold or control over my life. I rebuke you. I order you to leave my life now. I close all the pathways you've been using to obtain access into my life. I take your power away and I give it back to its rightful owner, God. I take myself, my family, my children, my home, my pets, my, my property, my friends, my acquaintances, my sanity, my health, my finances, and my happiness out of your sandbox. And I place it back into the power of God's love. Everything you have done to me, I end your access to me. I make you, sorry, I make you powerless in my life. I call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to remove, remove you and your gangs, your gang members, depression, anxiety, fear, lack, unhappiness, stress, chaos, misery, health, addiction, gluttony, anger, hate, discontentment. I take them along with you, your access to me, my life, my home, my, my animals, my, my property, my children, my family, my acquaintances, my friends is over. In the name of Jesus Christ and by the power invested in me, by the Holy Spirit, you are now removed from everyone that just said that out loud in their head. And I know I spoke fast, but it doesn't matter if you sat here and you listened to it, you received it. So all of that has been removed. And then, and I need you all to say, amen. Amen. Till next time. Repeat that. Keep it in your head. Keep God's word forefront and the devil can't win.